Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And this morning, it's Amigos in the morning, we are going to talk about two uh, console games that are also Amiga games. We're going to talk about Aladdin and Micro Machines. Can you sing the theme from Aladdin? Uh, which one? A whole new world. We'll talk. Oh man, we actually did a pretty good job. We're getting there. up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we get into the uh, Disney small car combo, um, it's Aaron, an odd pairing. It is. Uh, I want to tell you about something that we're going to start going forward until Christmas time or until New Year's, really. All right. Um, I would like anybody listening to, uh, if you have a favorite moment from the Amigos uh, all through 2018, um, please send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com or you can comment right here on the YouTube video. Uh, let me know your favorite moments and we are going to compile sort of a, a clip show to air towards the end of the year uh, that will contain all of everybody's favorite moments from Amigos in 2018. You know what my favorite moment was? <laughs> Remember when I finally had enough of you? I pulled your sweater down around your arms and pounded you in the ground like a tent stake. It was just like a hockey fight, really. You did crazy. the old, you pulled it over the over the top, as they say. Yeah, well, yeah. I, you learned a thing or two that I day, did. my friend. I did. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so uh, feel free to submit any ideas you have for uh, best of 2018. Um, Aaron, yeah, let's pull in into the station. It's time for the gamble train. Yes. Woo-hoo! Oh, there it is. The gamble train is uh, on a short track this week. Oh boy! Since we uh, we we're coming out, but we got some we got there's some good stuff this week. <clears throat> so, you know, this I found. You know, I just uh, uh, browsing at random. I was just browsing at random on YouTube, and I come across this video here, and it's why in God's name was there never a finished release for Raiden. Which is mostly done. The port of Raiden for the Amiga. Now, this is not Raiden from Mortal Kombat. No, this is R-A-I. Well, actually, I think it's spelled the same way. R-A-I-D-E-N. This is the uh, popular uh, shoot 'em up okay. uh, boat. And, and I'm sure you've played this one. It's known for having the streams that come out. like They're like uh, energy lasers, and, mm-hmm. it's, and, it's, and you upgrade your weaponry. I was a big fan of this uh, in the uh, back in the day. This was an arcade port. That's right? that's correct. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and and there and there it is. We're showing it now on the live stream or on the uh, video if you can see it. Uh, it looks. I mean, obviously this is a little slower than you would have gotten in the arcade, but this, mm-hmm. it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was a fun game. And apparently it was mostly completed. And is there is there a response? Did <laughs> they find out why it was never completed? Uh, I, I to be honest with you, I didn't catch that in the video. Oh, okay. I didn't get. To, I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> So you go find out. I just this one just popped up and I threw it up. So, bleh. so moving along, our good pal the Dunk Duncan Styles has uh, posted a little compilation of Amiga chip tunes that he found. Hey, can't go wrong with the old chip tunes. Absolutely, <laughs> lovely. And there it is, your patented. Uh, 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 demo pirate screen, screen yeah. of doom. <laughs> you know. So thank you to the Dunk. Uh, we're gonna skip that one. 
now here again the dunk he's at it again uh, someone has put up a, a demo an AGA 64k demo and he has linked that up now you hey interesting give that one a shot but let's have a look at that okay uh, uh, 64k so and I mean of course this is AGA too I, I don't think I've seen a ton of AGA demos and so, yeah, look good. Hey, there's the gamble train right there. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So, uh, if you're if you're a demo guy, uh, Styles has set you up. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, so, let's talk about probably the big news of the week: uh, the angry video game nerd. Mm-hmm. You a fan of the show, Boaster? I'm guessing. You know, no. we we talked about this a little bit on Discord. Yeah, I will say that I've seen. A lot of his material because back in the day 10 years ago when he started doing this there weren't a whole lot of people doing regular video game related content you know video was a hard thing to do it was much harder to do 10 years ago because YouTube wasn't as much of a presence it is as it is now and they they just did OBS didn't exist so angry video gamer got out there he was he was in front of the pack and in the beginning, I actually thought that his stuff was not quite as vile as it's become now. Uh, now it, he's really taken the shtick all the way to the end in terms of the profanity, in terms of the scatological references. Um, so, you know, I have what I call a mixed respect for him because he did set the stage for, for many shows in the future, but he's not my favorite personality. I've probably seen, I'm kind of like you, I, when there was not as much to watch, mm-hmm. I've seen all of his shows. I've mm-hmm. seen every, every last one. I even watched some of his movies. And I actually love his uh, his Atari game, the Angry Video Game, just like a Punch Out clone. It's a lot of fun, actually. Um, uh, he's always been pretty vile, to be honest with you. Uh, but I think uh, his uh, and uh, this is nothing against Rolf. I mean, he seems like a pretty good guy. Uh, but uh, I think in the last in the last in the last few years, you of course haven't seen as many. And much like much like a lot of things, when you when uh, uh, it becomes more popular. And and you could put more money into it. You could and more people are paying attention to it. It sort of waters down. I yeah, mean, and he's got a whole network. He's got Pat the NES Punk and all these guys, and they're all under the same umbrella. And but he's another one. I yeah. don't even get me started on him. He's in the hot seat right now due to what he said about the Diablo phone game that came uh. out. So if you follow that uh, drama, now Pat's in the and in the, in the, uh, people just look for a new target week after week. I dread the week where I'm in line, but <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways. Uh, all that said, the, the nerd has uh, done a show this week on uh, the Amiga CD32, which I which I'm so sort of surprised it took him this long. Low hanging fruit. And this is the same guy that has skewered uh, uh, such luminary systems as the uh, a Jag, the Jaguar, the Jaguar CD, the uh, uh, poor uh, Sega or the Sega Genesis 32X and that sort of thing. So he goes to work on this. I mean, you watched this, didn't you? Buddy? Oh yeah. What'd you think? You know, I I don't hate to say it. I mean, it's just the truth. He's right on most counts. Um, The the, the CD32 uh, had sold for an incredibly large price, and the games, by and large, did not deliver on the amount that you paid for the system. Um, That said, I think if you you are a fan of the platform, uh, there are some bright spots. The the nerd is not going to focus on the bright spots because his name is the Angry Video Game Nerd. Yeah. Um, You know, you mentioned uh, possibly doing a rebuttal video. Maybe we could take a look at some of those bright spots in a future video and sort of sort of 
Uh, do a, a silver lining comparison. Well, I mean, there were. I, you're right. And a lot of what you said, I, I mean, I agree with it. And of course, he didn't pick the finest titles mm-hmm. that were available. He picked a, a multitude of duddery. Um, that much said, uh, I, he did say some things that were obviously incorrect, including the fact that these were not. Uh, he he acted like these systems were not uh, durable or reliable, which I disagree with. Uh, he also said that this is what killed Commodore, which is that's a gross inaccuracy. They were they were dying. They were on the death's door before this thing it, came it around. Did, it didn't help. Well, they didn't make the money they wanted, but uh, and they, they were also prevented from selling the system, <laughs> which is a hard thing to do when you're in money when you're in business to sell. Systems. Still, it, they they this did not. They were going to die unless this was a massive hit. This was a hail mary. Yeah, I, I disagree know. with the people that disagree with him on that part. Yeah, I, I no. I, I, well, listen. Uh, they were in deep trouble. Yeah, you know, yeah. Before this was out, right? Now, but, I, I think what killed—if you want what killed Commodore—just look at the guys that ran it. If this would have been a success, Commodore would have continued on. That if this was not a success, Commodore. I, I died. think this couldn't have been a success. That's well, my, that's my contention. Okay. Uh, and because, they, but look at what they did. You know, it was, they were ill prepared. But anyway, he goes through and pl- plays a bunch of the games. And of course, kills them, and they, and rightly so, because God knows you deserve a good beating uh, on some of this stuff. He also mocks the controller, which I like. I've told, I've said this time and time again. I must be the only guy. You, might, I think you are. It's a good controller. It's not that bad. Well, it's not that bad. It's not. Really no, I mean, I use it for all my games on the Amiga now. I, well, I, sure. I mean, compared to a joystick with one button, it's a better, it's no, a better option. That's not what I mean. But I'm not going to go down. Okay. What you, what, what you put on a, a pocket protector? So. Uh, anyway, if you're into that sort of guy, I, I, when you looked down, I thought to myself, "God, I bet he's got one on." I should have looked. Uh, anyway, if you like, if you like uh, the angry video game nerd, or you want to see the Amiga just get beaten, beat down, and eventually thrown in the dumpster, I might add, which I was appalled. <laughs> you notice he gently set the Amiga C32 on a lovely pile of of, of not garbage, right? Because that thing ain't going in the dumpster. No, no, no. Uh, it's but, a high uh, dollar system. It right was there. big news. So let's talk about. Uh, our good and dear friend, the Dreamcatcher. Now, uh, Dreamcatcher had a couple articles up this week. Uh, you've got one on here. That, again, it's another one. I don't know where he finds this stuff. This is a, a game called The Fat Man. Mm-hmm. Not Tongue of the Fat Man. Fat Man. Have you, did you, have you ever heard of this one? So this is, I read this article. Yeah. This is a Banana Man uh Clone. Well, it's not really a clone because there was never a Banana Man game. Yeah, but so I was gonna say it's a clone. I've never heard of Banana Man. So Banana Man was a popular British animated show right. back in the day, and uh, so instead of making a Banana Man game, I guess they made this game called Fat Man that was, it shared striking resemblance with Banana Man. So uh, Dreamcatcher takes it, puts it through its. Uh, I don't know how to in- finish that phrase. Puts it. What do you put it through? Put it through its paces. Paces. Yeah, I wanted to say put it through its punches, but that's a different metaphor. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't either. That's why I didn't say it. Um, so anyway, check Eat. out this article by. I DK. like that picture. Eat or die. <laughs> it's a valid point. That. It's true. It's true. Uh, he also had another article, and he, and he also included the transcript, which I've posted. He talks about uh, the game, the various gaming adaptions of, or adaptations, if you will, of Red Heat. Mm. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have never watched all of Red Heat. I've watched some of Red Heat. Is Red Heat a game? Is it a movie? Is it an action flick like Die Hard or something? <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and I believe Jim Belushi is, mm. the, is his uh, buddy in so this So it's one. like a, um, kind of like Bad Boys. Well, 
No. Hmm. Arnie is a commie in this. He's a Russian, old school. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And he's he come to America, and I believe he's looking for a uh, a, a Russian villain. That's like I said, I've only seen some of it, and it's been years and years, because it just didn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Not a big Jim Belushi fan, if you mm. want the truth. And so, in this game, you play as Arnie, you're whooping that butt. Boy, look at uh, those muscular men. Yeah. That's- well... You know, in that era, everyone, I don't know if you remember this, but but everyone, including myself, were all ripped. Oh, okay. With an eight pack. See, I wasn't I wasn't around back then. And so then the, the 90s came and, oh, man. Everybody just kind of let well, go. Well, food got better. Yeah. That was part of it, you yeah. know. Uh, but uh, it our, seems like everybody in this game is wearing a loincloth. That's right. We all wore those. <laughs> okay. You didn't want you. It was a different time. Listen, when you were, look at that guy. <laughs> What is going on at this level? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I may need to blur some of this out. Apparently, this took place at the Arnold Classic, <laughs> this particular event. We're watching Arnold pummel these other rip guys while naked rip guys pose right. in the background. Man, what what crowd were they going for the appeal of that one? I don't know. So anyway, double trouble from the dream catcher there. Now, one more we want to go over, and I don't have this one lit up yet, but this one popped up on Indie Retro News, so I think it's worth mentioning. And, Boat, I think you looked into it, you said. Um... Back to the future, back to the future, back to the future, part three, timeline of Monkey Island adventure fan demo. Mm-hmm. What's the scoop on this boat? So they've taken the Monkey Island engine and, uh, <coughs> and transported Marty McFly and the DeLorean into it. So okay. uh, this is a, um, you can actually go and download this right now. You can play uh, a, a little, a short demo of it. And uh, it seems really cool. You know, the, the, the scum engine is definitely uh, awesome. Uh, it's a great platform for adventure titles. And, uh, you know, are there any more beloved uh, franchises than Back to the Future and Monkey Island? I mean, those are two of the top. People really people really go all out for those. You're right, but So this seems like a really cool thing. Of course, it's not out yet, but we will continue to follow the you can, story. You can get the demo. Yeah. Normally, we don't mention the uh, stuff that isn't out, but this one, at least you can play the demo. I will mention this as we close this uh, new segment. Um there are, uh, I've read about many, at least two or three more games that are supposed to pop before the year's out. Uh, and again, we don't normally cover them if they're, <coughs> if they're not out or in some form, So, but they're coming. So I'd say in the next couple of weeks, the news will grow, Boat. Yeah, now I have been busy uh, the past Absolutely. couple days putting out some things. Cranking out video like no man has cranked before. Yeah, so uh, a couple things that, that I've... Uh, put out recently, oops, I've switched to the wrong scene, uh, is uh, behind a curtain, behind a curtain. Today's uh, newest port comparison, you know, I've been doing uh, these port uh, comparison videos. I knew you were going to get this uh, one. This, this one is quite famous in Amigos lore because uh, when the first time we mentioned Altered Beast, Aaron couldn't say enough good things yeah, about the Yeah, I was version. incorrect. I'd forgot, I had obviously was in, was wrong. I had misplaced, I'd forgotten about it. Now, the... Um, and it is a, and your video port comparison really <laughs> shows light on how god-awful it is. Now, you do get some redemption because Altered Beast, even in its arcade form, is not the best game in the world. That's, it's a fun little diversion. I mean, a kid play it, but Two it's players simultaneous. But it's a, it definitely does not shine on the Amiga, the Mega no. Drive version. This was, of course, the original pack in for the the Mega Drive, yeah. um, and it is is much much better. So if you're the interested, got better. <laughs> yeah, if you're interested in seeing how the Amiga version stacks up, uh-huh. uh, you can check that out. Uh, I've also done port comparisons with Outrun, the Adams Family. Um, and there's lots, lots more to come. Has, any, has anything surprised you yet? Um, I know Outrun clearly did not, unless it's how, you were surprised at how horrible. The yeah, I, I, I think that the the one that was the most surprising was probably Outrun, um, just because 
you know, I knew it was bad, but I'd never played it back to back with the Genesis version. Oh, man. Um, another thing that I put out, this is not Amiga related, but we had a lot of fun playing uh, the computer cookbook for the ZX Spectrum. Uh, this was part of a, a Spectrum stream that I did as part of our month of giving thanks. Yes. Uh, this was came in from O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. Um, and uh, we, we, we had a lot of fun cooking some various 80s British classics. And I know that, you know, when you think about great food, the first thing you think of is 80s British food. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this this was a lot. This was much more entertaining than I thought it would be. Um, and so uh, make sure you check out Fun with the Computer Cookbook for the ZX Spectrum. Now, is this one of the O'Brien uh, donations That's here? right. That's because right. Uh, what a wacky one there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I saw you put that up, I had to laugh. Yeah. You went crazy with the uh, the ZX, you lucky boy. You it looks good too. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it turned out great. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, there's been a couple other ZX Spectrum games that I played, uh, Knuckle Busters, uh, and um, this. Uh, and then there's a new C64 game called Spider Maze. I watched. That I, took a I look watched at. this. Uh, what What did you think about this one? You know, Spider Maze is it's it, Pac Man-y looking. Yeah, it's 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 very Pac Man-y looking. I I think that it's there's not a whole lot to it. Uh, you collect diamonds. You uh, when you run over a light bulb, it makes you invincible. the The biggest problem I have with it is that in the in the documentation and in the title screen, and when you die and stuff, it's like the spiders are angry. The spiders hate you. Well, guess what? The spiders don't care. The spiders travel on set paths, and they don't care if you're running around or not. They don't chase you. They basically just do their own thing. So that kind of took away some of the challenge of the game because basically you just kind of had to wait around until the spiders weren't around and then you could do your thing. Um, however, this is a new free C64 game in 2018. Uh, the music's okay. Uh, the graphics are fine. Uh, you know, you, if, if you're a fan of the platform, you should check it out for sure. Yeah, it, it, looks, it looks pretty sharp. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron, you want to talk about this past week's ARG Presents? Well, we had a, a double shot this week to a certain degree. We did a, a little short yesterday that we just put out. It was a Thanksgiving thing where we talked about what we were thankful for. It was a Brit's good idea. So we covered just a couple of games in brief. I think it's like a 10-minute segment. And then uh, the big show this week was 1990s arcade games. Uh, we covered... Uh, well, you know, we, I changed my game this week about 20 times. <laughs> I almost did uh, Time Killers, and I almost did uh, a, a couple of different fighting games, but I just covered a fighting game, so I thought, well, let's try something different. So I, I tried to, I went ahead and played Golden Axe Revenge of Death Adder. Yeah. Because it didn't, it didn't get a home release, and it's such a good game. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's not real well known. And then Brent, in honor of the, the late, great Stan Lee, uh, covered the arcade version of X Men, uh, which was a, a huge hit, and uh, had, well, he found all kinds of crazy facts out about it and stuff. That was a lot of fun. We, of course, you know, arcade games, we love them, and uh, we actually have owned X Men. We had an X Men cabinet briefly, uh, so we had a good time with it. So, if you're into that sort of thing, check it out. Uh, this week, we're going something way out of bounds. On the next show, uh, we will be covering. I have zero experience here, but except for maybe playing it a couple times when I was a kid, we're covering Game and Watch. Game and Watch. <laughs> so we're going to be doing four Game and Watch titles. Oh my gosh! Since they're so small. Wow! I can't uh, so. wait for that because I'm a big Game and Watch fan. Are you? Well, good. I may have to consult you on some. I've of never games. actually played any of the Game and Watch games, so you may not. I'm, but I like the idea very much of Game. And I Watch. am so old <laughs> that I have played both the ones I picked. That's why. Did I you ever them. have one of those uh, watches that you could play the game on? 
I don't think I ever owned one. Mm-hmm. I saw them because they had like arcade versions. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a Frogger or a Zaxxon or something, mm-hmm. if you can imagine. Uh, but and they were cool. But I never, you know, I'm not a big watch guy. I tended to just wreck stuff. You so. live life on your own time. I live life like a raving idiot that just rams his arms and legs and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, that's why I don't wear chains because I get caught on stuff, get killed. That's why I don't wear chains. Yeah, but uh, man, you, I'll, I'll, I'll watch a lot of your comparison stuff, and I thought it was great, very cool, very fun to watch that stuff compared. It. Yeah, to just to toot our own horn, I guess. But <laughs> it was good. We're awesome. Yeah. Um. So, Aaron, it's time to talk about the first of this week's two games. Why don't we kick off with Aladdin? Very good. Now, you know, but have, have you ever seen this film? Absolutely. I've never seen it. Really? No, I never. I don't know. New Disney, I, I didn't watch that much. New I'm not Disney? It's, it, was it's, new, it was new to me back then. 25 years well, old I know. at this point. I'm not killing it. I'm just saying I had. I, I didn't see it. So, But, I, I'm, of course, as you get older, you catch some of the mm-hmm. tunes. and you. And you've well, I'll tell you, this, this one is great because... Number one, I dig the setting. You know, the Thousand and One Nights, the Arabian setting, yeah. know, all that stuff is yeah, cool. Yeah. Number two, Robin Williams is great as the genie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know where you stand on Robin Williams. Yeah. You might hate him. I used you? to, I liked him more then than I, I mean, it, it, it grew, it got old for me. I don't hate Robin Williams. He was, listen, I used to watch Mork and Mindy, mm-hmm. you know, so there you go. So, Aladdin. Now, uh, we're going to look at a couple, we're going to look at the Amiga version and sort of have a look with its console brethren, right, on this one. So, this came out in the Amiga in 94. This was an AGA-only game, boat, uh, which you can tell by looking at it. Now, the developer of this was, uh, as far as I can tell, the only thing they ever did was called Jaguar. Uh, and uh, uh, some places didn't even list them as the developer, but a couple places I saw, so I'm going to go with them. Do you think when the lights shut down over at Atari, they just headed on That's over? That's what to, it was. To... Well, this was 94, so they were, the lights were still on. <laughs> um, it's a one-player game. And uh, the Amiga version of this was put out by uh, the guy that coded it, and one of the artists was a guy named John Twitty. Uh, he was also a did uh, Cool Spot, uh, which we've talked about a few times in the recovery. He also did Putty Squad. Uh, uh, and it, so the people that worked on this were mostly people you've, that have messed around the Amiga some. Like the guy that did the music was a guy named Andrew Barnabas, and he did the music for, among other things, Swiv, which we liked Swiv, and the music was good. Um, so this game came out on multiple systems. So we're just going to look, we're not going to look at every conceivable port, but we'll talk about a couple. Uh, but it did come out on the Game Boy uh, and the Game Boy Color. The, this is a this game really uh, bridged the both these games sort of bridged the gap in consoles. This came on a Game Boy, Game Boy Color, NES, and the PC for DOS and Windows. I liked. I remember when you used to get there's that brief time where you'd have to do both two mm-hmm. ports. Remember that? And of course, the Genesis uh, also had a version, and, and the Genesis version was the premier version. By that I mean it was the original version, um, arguably the best version. Also, well, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, so, of course, based on the uh, 1992 Disney film, which I had not seen. Um, so, what do you do in this game? Well, you play Aladdin, and it's it's your basic. I mean, it's you're another one of these t- games where it's just like a run around platform game with a sword. Uh, what would you compare this to that we've played? Prince of Persia. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's yes. nothing like Prince it's, of Persia. It, you're an idiot. 
It's what? so much like Prince of Persia that it's not what, even funny. What are you talking about? This, it, this is, you run around with a sword. Have you on ever all these played different... Prince of yes, Persia? I've it's it slow. As, and it, you, it's like one or two enemies a level. Right, because it's ten years older than this game. No, the, I don't. I didn't get that at all. I didn't think it was anything like okay. Prince of Persia. Now I will say this: if you want to compare this to a Prince of Persia game, you play the Super Nintendo version. Okay, which the Capcom released. Oddly enough, a contemporary of this game. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the game, that game has much more uh, 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 jumping and ledge holding stuff. This has some of that. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I don't, I don't. This is so much faster than Prince of Persia. I don't, I didn't see the resemblance. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah, it's set in, it's set in the same area. You've got a sword, but I mean, it's not gameplay wise. The feeling is totally different to me. Okay, you don't think so? Have you played Prince of Persia? The it controls plays, are totally different. It plays like a game that's 10 years older than this game. <laughs> if they were to make Aladdin 10 years before they made it, 10 years before 1984, if they had made Aladdin in 1987, it would have been exactly like Prince of Persia. Also, Prince of Persia is like gruesome. It's got no cartooniness to it. It's 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 dank. The dungeon's dank. You never go outside. I think it's that dank. I think it's kind of fresh smelling. Oh, God. You're, you just beat argumentum now. So... In this game, uh, what, what is this cat's name, the, the prince here? Does he have a first name? I don't even know what his name is. I don't know. Rachmaninoff? Rock, no, I don't know. He, you play the prince, you've got your sword, and you can collect apples. Now, I'll get to this apple element here in a minute. Uh, and, and you go through, I think it's like, uh, let's see, there's one, two, three, four, I think it's five levels. <laughs> Excuse me. To, to uh, get to the end. I is think the prince's name Aladdin? I don't know. I've I never think seen he the might film. be. And it, but you end up fighting, I think it's Jafar. Because who else would Aladdin be? I don't know, dude. I've never seen the movie. I think it is, because, yeah. The prince's name is Aladdin. So, uh, and at the end, isn't the bad guy Jafar? Jafar, yeah. right. So, and you go through, at the beginning you start in sort of like a, a, a city or a marketplace, mm -hmm. you know, and then you go to the desert, you go to a dungeon. It's very multi, there, there's all kinds <laughs> of settings, you know. Right. This is not one of those games where the first eight stages you play are all the market. Every every stage you're in a well, different the, setting. you sort of go back to the market like yeah, the you, third you, stage. You do, but it's it, it changes things yeah, up Yeah, it's different. You. Yeah. Um, basically, Aladdin has a sword and he runs through and it's, it, and you and you have a certain amount of health. You go through and you try to beat, get, beat the bad guys, and the and the the levels are set up in sort of a I don't know puzzly way. You not where you're doing puzzles, but you have to go up certain ramps or certain uh, chains or whatever mm -hmm. to get to different parts of the level. You know, it's it's, got it's a, more agility based puzzles than puzzle puzzles. Yeah, you can jump, you can bounce off mm -hmm. like flagpoles yeah. or whatever, and you can. It's I, I'm not. I mean, it's it's not. It's actually nice. It uh, it plays well now. I had the luxury. I played this two ways on the Amiga. Of course, I played it on the actual Amiga, mm -hmm. and then I played it on the emulated version. And so I got the benefit on the emulated version of having uh, to the two-button control. Uh, if you play this on the... I believe that this game is two-button control out of the box. Yeah, it is. CD32 but, I, but I mean, the reason I didn't... I wanted to use it one button. So you could... I picked jump for up because I could get both... I wanted to play both ways. Uh, and I don't like jump for uh, 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 surprise! Surprise! Much. Yeah, uh, this game. You know, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of games where you can make an argument for up for jump. Uh, this is not one of them. This this is firmly written in the style of Super Mario Brothers and Sonic the Hedgehog in terms of what they're asking you to do. Yeah, and uh, up for jump would be almost Im impossible. Now, um, I thought the game controlled pretty well. Uh, I mean, I did get frustrated at first, but it's one of those games you just sort of have to. It's got its own unique. It's not that unique, but it's got its own style. You've got to get used to how, you know, like fighting the bad guys is kind of tough because they're, they, 
their sword swipes make up a long distance. Some mm -hmm. of them are like the guy that juggles the knives is real, always gave me trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, this thing also has a air watch while you'll come across one of these platforms that uh, uh, will disintegrate under your weight. Mm -hmm. One of the things that bothered me the most, and of course, this is it's nothing that's unusual, but when you missed a big jump, you ended up having to go all the way back through a bunch of crap yeah. you'd been through. This is the freaking lion heart disease where you have a well, level where no. you have a level that's vertically oriented, and if you screw up, then it you you're you're you're, you're uh, you are hampered in your progress. That was around a long time before Lionheart came out. That was that's a uh, Wizards and Warriors and all those other games did that too. But uh, I will say what they got right in this: the, the graphics in this are top shelf. They're cartoony. They look very cartoony, don't they? Mm -hmm. uh, they uh, uh, he moves great. Uh, smoothness. I think. It, I think the, uh, everything scrolls around nicely, uh, and uh, the every, like the bad guys are cartoony. Again, it was, I, I had trouble actually getting the bad guys and without getting hurt a lot. You know, because you could take some shots. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, sounds okay. You know, I will say this, the beginning, the very opening of this, I just let it run mm -hmm. and it's playing, it's playing that whole new world song and then it just slowly eases into singing. Right. And it was beautiful, it, man. It, very surprised when I heard that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I did that, that, no version, no version I heard did that. Mm -hmm. And it sounded, I was like, wow, that is nice. Yeah. Very you know, good. So that was nice. Uh, and, uh, um. Overall, it wasn't too frustrating. I, I mean, I managed to get to the dungeons, uh, which is, I figure, it's pretty good, you know. Uh, I mean, I had to give it a shot mm -hmm. uh, a while. Now, what were your thoughts on this one, Boat? Um, this, this game is great. <laughs> um, you know, I am more inclined to like this sort of game. Uh, I, I like platforming games. Um, it looks amazing. The, um, the... At the beginning of the game, they give you a screen that says, this is what you're trying to collect, and this is what these things do. Yeah. It's different than so many other games that we cover on this show, where it's like, here's a buttload of things to collect that don't really do anything. And some of them do do stuff, but we're not going to tell you what they do. Uh, this game is very good about, you know, that. It also, you know, it's it's challenging, but it's not, you know, it's not impossible by any stretch. Um, the, the only problems that I had were figuring out exactly where the platforms began and ended. Sometimes the backgrounds and the foreground is drawn so beautifully yeah. that sometimes you don't know what's what. Um, and they've got this, they've got almost like a pseudo depth mm -hmm. to some parts where you run in front of something and then when you come back across, you're on it. Exactly. This, they do a lot of the stairs that way. Yeah, we covered something recently in the Amiga that did something very similar. I can't remember what it was, but it, you, you have to, uh, you have to, Come out from where you're at, and mm -hmm. then you're you've moved up in depth, and then you could jump on the other right, thing. Right, right. So that, that did get it was kind of odd. Um, I like the stage design. You know, I, I liked how they took you to many different places. You know, all almost all of the different scenarios. I didn't, you know, I didn't get very far in this game because it, it did get too challenging for me. But I didn't <laughs> feel. I felt like with practice, I could have gotten good at it. I yeah. didn't feel like it was impossible. But watching the the playthroughs on YouTube. It really takes you through every major scene in the movie. It's I know you haven't seen the movie, yeah. but trust me, it does. Um, the genie plays a big part in this game. You know, there's bonus stages there. The genie, the genie's all over the place, morphing himself into different things. He's exactly like I mean, I mean, this game. It's got like a, a, a 
almost like a slot machine mm -hmm. level thing at the end. This game probably captures the feeling of of the of the movie better than any other licensed game that I've played. Um, maybe the Adams Family does just as good of a job, but the Adams Family doesn't look nearly as good as this. I mean, this looks. <clears throat> if you were a kid and you saw this game running in a store, you would think it looked like the cartoon. Yeah, it looked it looked nice. Yeah. I, I'd say and and. Uh, it uses the AGA. I mean, it, it everything looks good. I mean, there's. I don't think it looks like you're missing anything now until until you play uh, other versions where you'll see right. stuff missing. But uh, overall, I liked it. Now let's talk about the apples, the apple throwing. Uh, it's funny. I went through this game and I'm collecting apples, and didn't know there was even an apple throwing element until I went and looked at the, at the docks, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh snap, look at that. And so uh, that helps you on some of these enemies that are a little bit more tough to get through. Uh, and, and also the apples are used to guide you to where you need to go, which I always like that when they use collectibles. Right. This is the opposite of Zuzul. Right. Absolutely. They just have them everywhere. Absolutely. This, this thing helps you know where to go by putting the apples out there. So you're like, okay, I'm on the right track. Yeah, the, the level design is is great. Um, I you know it's not a, an ideal solution to use the space bar to switch between um, the apples and the sword, but I mean that's what you've got to do. It would have been great if they would have written that into the CD32 controller. You know if you were playing with CD32 controller. Yes, that's what I wanted to mention. When you throw the apples, there's you've got two ways to do it. You can hit the space bar on the Amiga, and you can and it will give you it'll turn you from sword to apple, mm -hmm. or you can pull down. And hit the and hit the button, and you'll throw apples. Yeah, I had a hard time getting that to, to work all the time. Right. What I ended up doing was just I waste a lot of apples. I I, I got real far in this game without using Apple mm -hmm. One. So I mean, but I mean, there it does there. help with the the enemies that are throwing the swords. Right. And like but that. I got through several bosses. I, I did pretty good at this. Mm -hmm. I was surprised. That I, this is one of those games where I'd had a uh, a cup of coffee with it on the on the Genesis. Mm -hmm. But I really hadn't got into the Amiga version that much. And, it was. I was not necessarily looking forward to this one, but it was ended up. And I mean, it had a rep. Ended up being pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Amiga version is pretty solid. Now we should probably talk a little bit about the uh, the Amiga version versus the Genesis version. Sure. And I, I there are actually uh, quite a few differences. Uh, I mean, they actually sort of play pretty similar, don't they? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the flourishes are uh, not in the Amiga version that are in the Genesis version. Um, but there's some things that aren't in it that I actually prefer on the Amiga. For example, in the Genesis version, your life bar is a it's a lamp with smoke coming out of it, right? On the Amiga version, you've got the genie looking at this. There's like a bar at the top that has a score and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the genie's looking at an hourglass. Right. And the hourglass is your energy. Mm -hmm. And his expression changes the more hurt you get. Mm -hmm. It's very like it's like James Pond in that. I way. like that actually. I like that. I like that better. I mm -hmm. preferred it. normally I don't prefer having screen taken up for something, but it, they this screen is taken up for good stuff. Yeah. I mean, they could have done it like the Genesis. And they and just made that top bar see through. I would have been okay with that, but I mean, I can talk. I actually kind of. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, uh, what did you think about that? Well, I, you know, they, they've done this on the Amiga version because they they couldn't show the expansive screen that they do. I on figured the Genesis that's what version. it was. Um, what I read on Lemon, uh, and this is from a random reviewer on Lemon, uh, so take this with a grain of salt. That uh, this was actually Virgin's. Um, engine that they used for Cool Spot, which was an ECS OCS game. That doesn't game. surprise me. 
surprise me. And so, you know, they if they would have gone all out with all of the tools in the AGA toolbox, they could have made a version that was just like the Genesis version. Uh, however, they decided not to go that route uh, and just use the AGA for the extra colors. Did you find like that. that it affected you as you played? That lack of screen. Um, well, I didn't play too much of the Genesis version, so I didn't really know what I was missing. Right. Well, I, I played them both, and I can tell you, I didn't. I didn't affect me game wise. Like mm-hmm. I said, I liked. Actually, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm dopey, but it amused me to watch the genie's expression because at the end he's like, "Oh." Right. <laughs> I do think that that's a nice touch, and it, it makes me. <laughs> I, I wish that they would have included that in the Genesis version. I agree with you. I think it's a better way to display your life for sure. Uh, something else, of course, you've got more parallax and more defined backgrounds, mm-hmm. and it, it's a sort of like the Adams Family curse. Yeah, the backgrounds. Don't get the Amiga versions aren't as sparse as Adams Family. I mean, you could they, they, they exist. Yeah. yeah, there's something going on back there, but the uh, the Genesis version. It has more stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, and I mean, we're watching this desert level now on the, on, oh, yeah, the, we, on, the, on the screen, and you can see it's like a Shadow of the Beast-style gradient uh, of color on the yeah. back, and, the, and the, the, the Amiga version just has the one color now, in the sky. Now, I think the Amiga version had better mu- I like the music better mm-hmm. I, I, uh, than, than the Genesis version. Uh, I will something else when you die on the Amiga version, your guy just kind of tips over mm-hmm. on the... And you can see it's the same animation, but on the Genesis version... The genie's there, and it looks like a corner man in a boxing mask. Right. He's trying to help you out. He's work, working on your back. Yeah, it's much better. You know? It's much better. And so you've got, there's a little more, again, it's a little flourish there. Uh, there's some there's some transitional bits where, uh, uh, in the game, where they'll show like a, a, what is it, a scarab or something with some glowing effects that are that are uh, uh, not in the Amiga version. Mm. Uh, there's an interesting, and I, actually it comes up here, the, there's some interesting uh, work with foreground elements in that dungeon level. That, I thought that I thought it was kind of neat. Oh it, yeah, it works. Yeah. You know? um, I mean it's uh, it, 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 it's well thought out and well done. The guys that put this together knew what they were doing for mm-hmm. sure. I mean it's very beautiful. It is. And uh, and that stuff you didn't have to put in. You know, but I mean, it it's nice, mm-hmm. and I mean, really, these it games, adds to the cinematic quality. Sure, of these games are very. Um, uh, they're very similar in mm-hmm. most ways. I mean, if you're going to give the nod to one in terms of graphics, and also the effect, of course, with the Genesis control, you've got all the buttons mm-hmm. for all your stuff. I think that most people would say that the, the graphics are, are better on the Mega Drive version. The Mega Drive version plays faster, but it's the Amiga version, yeah, it's very close, and the Amiga version sings to you at the beginning. And, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, this is one, if you picked up the Amiga version... You're not going to be like looking at the other game uh, picture on the back and being like, oh. Right. You're not going to be disappointed. You're not going to really tell much of a difference. Yeah. Really, the biggest difference is that bar at the top, and the bar is not bad. Mm-hmm. I like the bar. Uh, uh, I, I, overall, I, I really enjoyed the game. Me, I was surprised yeah, that I, I got further than I thought I would. This is another one I, that I always hear about. Mm-hmm. You know, So I'm glad I got to actually sit down with it and play it for a while. Because I actually I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I also and, and, uh, uh, looked at the Super Nintendo versions. I don't know if you worked. Have you ever played the Super Nintendo version of this? No. Just for fun, I, uh, I looked at it. Now, the Super Nintendo ver- uh, version is actually n- not a version. It's a whole other game. Really? It's a game from Capcom. Now, and this game is... Uh, you were talking about a Prince of Persia sort of affair. This, this game is actually... Uh, I think it's more uh, it's a it's more along the lines of something like that in terms of it's more leapy 
it's not the graphics are as good. This is regarded as not as good a version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell just by looking at it <laughs> that it's it it doesn't look like the cartoon anymore. Well, it doesn't. It and they, uh, it and this is this version is not not well regarded mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Uh, but it's okay. I played it. It's it, it and there are similarities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they you know they it's completely different, but it's not the same. But this has more. See the the elements of him pulling himself up. So this is this from. I can sort of see, even this is not that much like Prince of Persia. Uh, but uh, one thing I wish, it's funny you, you mentioned Lionheart, and you mentioned it uh, in a very derogatory way. Uh, but if you could have taken this character, right, with his abilities mm-hmm. with the sword, mm-hmm. and maybe thrown that apple-type el- projectile element into the Lionheart engine, then you really got That's something. That's very true. This That's very comes, true. I mean, the Lionheart, the backgrounds, the levels, they were all gold. Mm-hmm. The actual characters where you you had your struggles come in, you get a guy like this. Uh, you you can stick this guy in there. You're in business. Yeah, I agree with that. So, <laughs> excuse me. Um, How did this one review? It reviewed well. I mean, you can imagine it reviewed really well. So, it's funny. Anytime you have a real popular game, you see everyone comes out of the woodwork to review <laughs> it. Uh, Lemon gives uh, this one a uh, 7.91. Which is pr- pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that it's that low, to be honest with you. Yeah. I figured this would be an above an eight. Well, I think maybe there's some uh, some people reviewed it a little bit lower, just based on the fact that the Genesis version has a slight edge. Okay. But you never know. Uh, Amiga actually gave it a 92 uh, percent. Amiga Computing 85. That seems low. Uh, Amiga Format a 90. Uh, Amiga Magazine gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Here's what. Here's a new one, boat. Amiga Point of View. I don't think Amiga we ever, point of view. They give it an 81%. Amiga Power, 88%. Uh, and CU Amiga gave it 90%. So, not too bad. I mean, yeah. it's right in that ballpark. I would say this is an easy. I would say this is an A title to me. Me too. Me too. You know, I thought it was... I thought, I mean, I, it's not... I don't think it's the longest game. You know, maybe that some people think... I don't know. It, took, it takes over an hour to complete. Yeah, but it's, eh, you know... Uh, but, it's, but, I mean, I, I'm trying to think what people would duck points for. I, mean, I think people people... There's always going to be a contingent of people that think, oh, Disney. Well, you this know. also came out a year after the Genesis port, mm-hmm. the Genesis version. And so, uh, I don't know if people might have held that against it. You never know. Uh, the, the Amiga and DOS uh, ports of the game came out uh, in 94, and the uh, Genesis was came out in November 93. So, it's not like it was that long either. Um, <clears throat> I eBayed the heck out of this thing. Uh, in the UK... Uh, you can get this thing uh, all day long, uh, fifty bucks, thirty-eight bucks, and then I found one in Germany for twenty-three U.S. bucks. So if you're looking for a copy of this, wouldn't be the worst thing. That box looks pretty nice too, right? You know, uh, uh, Disney was really hitting its stride about that era, right? Aladdin was one of the big kickoffs to that big. I mean, they had well, Lion King, you know, the the, uh, the Little Mermaid. General consensus is that they the the Disney revival started in '89 with the Little Mermaid, mm. and they had a run, probably about you know a ten year run where everything was just blockbuster gold because that was Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin. You know, just they did, they had no duds, um, and that was coming after a decade where you. 
had stuff like the Fox and the Hound and stuff that just did not perform well in the box office. It's at all. funny because I, the, I was thinking, I remember going to the drive-in with my folks to see the Rescuers. Remember the Rescuers? That was yeah, also Bob in that Newhart. dark period. Yeah. What do you mean? That was it was a huge hit. It was not a huge. No, hit. It was. It I, was I not, researched. It, it was not compared to the Little Mermaid. I the mean, Lion it was. King you got it's, it, it was at its time. It it's was a all big relative. Hit. That's why they got the sequel, but. The uh, sequel sucked too. Well, I didn't see the sequel. The movie, the first one. Was I great. saw the sequel. What am I saying? It was okay. The Rescuers first, Down the Under. The first one was better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the the next thing I saw at a theater from Disney. Why are you killing? That's a good flick. It was, but it just didn't. It did it well. Did, in it the didn't theater. do the numbers that the, that these films did. They were a new era because Disney cracked the code too. That's a whole different story. We could get into this some other time. But the next movie I saw, I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's the last Disney movie I saw. You know what I saw? I don't know why. The girl I was with wanted to see it. Mulan. I did go and see that. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was 98, that Eddie 99. Eddie Murphy is the little dragon. I, I remember that my car broke down on the way to see that movie. Really? Yeah. My car broke down when I was going to see a Batman uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Did you fix your radiator with duct tape? No. I hiked, That's what I did. I hiked in, in, in foot-deep snow off the interstate to a house and used the phone. My car broke down in the parking lot of the mall, and I yeah. walked over to the hill to Lowe's to get some duct tape and radiator fluid. How'd that work out? Well, the, my buddy that was holding the patch in the gap got radiator fluid in his eye. I laughed. It was kind of funny. Did it kill him or hurt him? He was all right. Oh, okay, good. He joined the army soon after. So it's a happy tale. It was a happy tale. He drove a guy to the army. <laughs> That's right. Nice job, Boat. <laughs> so, shall we move along? Let's move after along. After that riveting conversation. <laughs> now, this move, this game here, I had a little more experience with because my brother liked to play it. Now, before we get into the game, let me ask you. <clears throat> um, were you a Micro Machines um Buyer is a. I youth. did. Ha- did I have some microphones? Yes, and probably some of the knockoff competitors. Because mm-hmm. um, the you know the the two big brands <clears throat> of small vehicle, of course, were Hot Wheels and Micro Machines. Right. Well, there's another brand there. What's who's the other guys that make the uh, little cars? Uh, Ertl? Matchbox. Ertl makes them just like the real so, thing. So I don't know what that is. Only small. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. They made they made tractors and no. stuff. And also remember the Bigfoots, the little the little battery operated trucks. Mm-hmm. I like those too because they actually moved. Uh, but I, you know, micro machines. I was always puzzled as their popularity as a kid. I think it was because they were so much smaller, and they came in like in, unlike Hot Wheels, which you basically had the cars and then you had the tracks. Yeah, micro machines came with these whole dioramas, like Superman well, City. You're right, but. They were incredibly small. They were. You could lose them. Mm-hmm. You could step on them. Mm-hmm. And they were incredibly small. What could you do with them? A Hot Wheels car, you could take the car and go, and zoom it down a track in the loop. Yeah. You ain't zooming a micro machines down jack squat. No, they were very light. You go, and they go, and they yeah. fly off. The, it's like kicking, flipping a thimble. It's very true. So I never got into But I mean, I, everyone had them. Mm-hmm. It's like baseball cards. Even if you don't like them, you got a couple yeah. of Star Wars yeah. cards or something. So along comes this game, Micro Machines, the game. Uh, now this one came out in '93, and uh, the, of course this is a Codemasters joint, mm-hmm. Codemasters boat. Um, so, and this of course came out uh, on a, on a bunch of the systems, uh, very similar to Aladdin. Actually, the guys that the uh, game selection committee knew their stuff. You know, they right. picked two games that were sort of contemporary and very similar. <coughs> Excuse me. They came out on the NES. Uh, Super Nintendo, uh, DOS. Now, this one I didn't know about, Boat. The Philips CDI got a port of this. Hmm. Did you know that? No. Uh, probably the be- the greatest game ever. Did, the- you, did you play it? Mm-mm. Mm. I don't have a CDI. I'd like to get one. Uh, it came out in the Game Gear as well, Boatster. And, of course, the Genesis slash Mega Drive. So, 
micro machines. What is it? It's pretty simple, actually. It's as simple as it gets. Uh, you are tasked with racing uh, one to four. It's either actually really, it's either one other guy or three other guys in a race with a micro machine. Now there are varying micro machines. I can tell you the ones I saw, and there may be more. Uh, but you've got uh, all sorts of little cars. Plus, you've got little boats. You've got helicopters. You've got tanks. I don't know if you. I didn't even know there were tanks until I did this. Was playing for this thing. I think that they made a whole line <laughs> of micro machines, but I think the cars were the only ones that were really popular. Well, I mean, I know they did. I'm talking in the game though. I didn't know there were tanks. That shootable tanks. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was a surprise to me when I got to that level. So, of course, they're micro machines. So the levels are based on like sort of like mundane everyday areas. For example, you would you. Uh, race boats in a bathtub mm -hmm. you race uh you're at the uh, breakfast table with the four by four right you and you also go out and on like a almost like a picnic table there's a there's a billiard uh, table you mm -hmm. race on kind of reminds me of that game what was that game that we played that was on the pool table um, oh it was that one robot yeah yeah I, I i don't remember actually that was a good game i can't mm -hmm. remember what it was it had a real wacky name uh so and in this game you, there's really there's a couple ways to play this game. And this is something I... It's funny, over the years, you don't get stuff. And this was... I didn't get... Now I, get, I got it. So, first of all, when you start the game, one you can pick one or two players. Okay? When you pick one player, uh, which is what I did, you then get the choice of playing two different types of game. There's head-to-head, -head, and then there's like a, 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 like a race. Mm -hmm. And so, when you, when you play a race, it's you... And three other people that are computer people, and then you race around the track, right? And you try to win. It's just a standard race. And then if you win, you advance. It's that simple. Uh, and you actually have to qualify for the race, and then you, you know, it's. But I mean, qualification irrelevant. The head-to-head -head version is much different, and I have to say, uh, uh, this may be something that you see all the time, and maybe I'm just an idiot, but I don't think I've ever seen this sort of race done before. And I liked it. And it's a race where you're head-to-head, -head and you get a series of lights at the bottom of the screen. And as you race, if your opponent screws up and you and gets off the screen, your light gets lit up. You get one of his lights. Okay. So this is where the veil is uh, unraveled because you did not look at the the long play of the Amiga version. No, I played the Amiga. The, the Amiga version doesn't have it that. It does have We're it. We're looking at it right now. This I, dude, is the head-to-head. -head. No, you not, this, isn't the head -to -head. You look, this, this isn't the head-to-head. This isn't the head-to-head. I just four players. I just watched Dude, I played it. I just watched the thumb go to head-to-head. -to -head. Dude, I'm telling you, okay. this is the way it works. Okay. All right? And so as you as you lap your... This is not the head-to-head. -head. This is the four-player. Uh, as you go, as you go oh, ahead... Oh, I see of, what you're talking as about. As you go ahead of your opponent... Now, now what do you say? You're right. You're okay, right. Okay, thank you. I'll edit this out later. Yes. No one will Good move. <laughs> so as you as you get knock your opponent off the off the board, that more your lights get up. And when you light up all the lights, he has none left. Right. He's out. So what they what they were doing here is, you know, instead of and, and they did this ostensibly for playing with two players, although the same thing happens when you're playing against the computer, is that you can't have in a single screen two player game one person on the screen and one person off the screen. That's right. Um you know, it's funny that you mentioned, has there ever been another game that did that? I think most of the time when you go off the screen, your your character will just appear on the screen. You've got two different times. You'll get a time bonus or something like that. I thought the way that this was really cool. Well, I was thinking, we, me and the kid play a lot of San Francisco Rush. 
and often you'll explode or something will happen. It would have been awesome if this was somehow implemented into that because it's it actually it does it slow the game down. Yes, but it it works perfectly for this. I enjoyed this game. I never understood what the hell was going on in that. I enjoyed the game a thousand percent more mm-hmm. because of that. Because one thing it allows you to do is in micro machines. Okay, let's say you're in a boat, you're driving around a bathtub. Sometimes you might get hung up with some bubbles, and the computer juts off and leaves you behind, and bam, he gets a point. Okay. But what you can do is you can sort of cheat the system. If you find a big straightaway, you can just haul as much butt as you can up the straightaway and not even bother making the turn. Yeah. All you're doing is making sure he's because he's off trying to screen. make the turn. He's off you're, the you're, screen. You're playing, you're playing it a different way for sure. And it's it's uh it's so because I needed the edge. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good enough to get like on the when I play the computer in the second level on the the breakfast table I hate the most. I don't know why it's the my hardest level for all these. And I and I suck at it. And normally back in the day I would swear I would just give up and be like, oh, this game's crap. Mm-hmm. You, you got to get past it, then you move on. But the other levels, like I was pretty good at a lot of the levels, that just because of the way the track was set up, you could use that exploit and, and cheat. Another thing, on the tank level, with the tank levels I almost sort of flawed because I just let the computer get ahead of me slightly and just shoot him and just take off. And I went, and you win like that. You know, I, so I crushed Now, the tank let me levels. ask you a question. Um, did you use any sort of level select or anything to get these higher levels? Because I did. my biggest problem with this game is that level three, there is so much of a spike between level two and level... Like, level two, I could win every single time. Level three, I didn't have a chance. Level two, I thought, was the hardest one. Really? Okay. I so hate that. Anything with the cereal, I had trouble this, with. This level that we're watching right now, I must have played it 50 <laughs> times trying to even place. The nuts and, and bolts level? Is that, 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 I'll, I'll, actually, the... The hardest levels for me are the ones where you can fall off the table, which mm-hmm. is this one. Uh, or, but the, the hardest level for me was far and away was the uh, actually the desert ones, the sun where you have the sand. Those are tough too. See, I um I will probably put up another. I didn't realize there was a level select code in this game. Yeah, and, and the Amiga version, my version was built in. Oh, okay. You, you hit enter and you go to the next level. Oh, that's great because so I played. I went through twenty levels of this and played them a lot. There are no um there are no long plays of this of the Amiga version. Yeah. And my theory was that that third level is just so hard that no one could get by it. Uh, even, you know, I at first I was going to use the uh, World of Long Plays Mega Drive version, but then I just recorded some footage that we're using on this show. Um, but it's great to know that there is a level select. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. And it, it works um, perfectly. Speaking of the uh, Mega Drive version, um, I did do a port comparison of this. Th- these games also compare fairly well yeah. um, together. The the design of the title screen and everything is similar. The, the Mega Drive sort of has an edge because it's got a black background instead of the kind of funky looking purple background, I think. But other than that... I um, like the purple better. You like the purple? Yeah, okay. I did. Um, because at least they put some effort into the color as opposed to that. <laughs> um, the um, the gameplay itself is pretty identical. However, however, they have totally rebalanced the game and made it easier. Uh, there is wait, 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 which which version did you the think me- was the Mega Drive? Yes, the Mega absolutely. Drive I agree with that. 100%. They've Im- they've yeah. implemented rubber banding, <laughs> which allows the the computer to not get too far ahead of you when you're playing. Uh, really, the the four on four mode. Yeah. Um, and I could make significant progress in. The, in yeah, the Mega, the, Drive, the Mega version. Drive version. I, I'm glad you. I was afraid you were going to go the other way. We we're going to have a big throwdown because yes, 
uh, after playing the Amiga version, the uh, the Mega Drive version was much simpler. Yeah. Uh, now, did it control better? No. Did it uh, look better? Not really. It didn't. It sure as heck didn't sound better. Mm-hmm. The Amiga version sounds way better. I agree. The Mega Drive engine sounds are just no good. Yeah. Um, but uh, everything else is virtually identical. I will say I liked how the Amiga implemented. If uh, if you're watching the the video here, you can see it at the bottom of the screen. It's a lot like the last game. At the bottom of the screen, you've got laps to complete, and you've got the, the dots of how many dots you won. Mm-hmm. On the Mega Drive version, it's on the side. I don't like it on the side. I like it again. I know it makes it look better, but I like to be clearly better see the dots and the amount of laps as opposed to the Genesis version where they just have the number. I agree 100%. This is, I know this is sort 100%. of anal of us, but I mean, I like it better. Mm-hmm. I like it so I can see it and see what's going on. The Amiga version sounded better, and they looked, I mean, there's probably, the Genesis might have a slight edge in the way it looks. They played, I mean, again, this is a game that plays quite well. Uh, now, I did not get to the tank level on the Mega Drive, so I, I'm assuming you use a button to fire. But on the Amiga version, you just hit up and it, you know, or, and, or down, I can't remember, but you just hit, you hit a direct, and it works. It's, it doesn't affect your driving in right. any way because you're driving with the button for engine. Perfect. Now, there are some things I wish they did differently. Uh, when the level starts, it doesn't give you any notice at all. You just go. Yeah. <laughs> the Amiga version, like the Genesis version, that comes up and the cars will flash mm-hmm. for a few seconds. So if you're not paying attention, like I remember, I was the first. I was playing one level. And I wrenched up to scratch my neck when the game started. It's over. Bam! I'd already <laughs> lost the light. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Uh, when you've got four players in this, uh, uh, the uh, it runs just fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no slide. And this is a this game it graphically is fine. It does I, it does what it's supposed to. do. I love games <laughs> that um, that make you tiny and have everyday objects huge. That's just one of the, my favorite things in the world. So like this, this ticks all my buttons. Um, you know, especially playing the Mega Drive version where I could actually be successful with it. Um, you know, I would love it if somebody would patch this game and make it make the do do the rebalancing because in every other respect, the Amiga version is superior. Well, you know, one of my biggest problems with these games it was, and this game in particular is the fact that you get so little forward view to see what's coming, mm-hmm. which I guess maybe that's the key to the game. you know. And I never got it. Uh, I just never liked not having enough notice to see which way I'm going to be turning. However, uh, playing... It's funny thing about this show. I, it's games that I could not stand. I've grown to at least tolerate, this mm-hmm. is one of them. Um, and I think most of when I played this was on the NES, which I didn't look at the NES version of this. Uh, the but, NES version looks very much worse. I mean, yeah. I mean it looks like an 8-bit game versus a 16-bit uh, game. Um, the control was tight. Mm-hmm. This was this game, it's like if you're going to make a game that the Amiga could do, this is it. It's perfect for the Amiga. I like the fact that you get multiple uh, vehicles. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, it's, I mean, they make you know a difference. What it, it, they're quicker. It, it, and, there's another game that's like this that was on the NES. It's one of Brent's favorites. Do you know what it is? Uh-uh. Cobra Triangle. Oh, yeah. the boat. It's a boat game. A boat it? and car. Yeah, I remember And a motorcycle. That. Um, something else I thought was cute when you play the uh, the the uh, you versus three other people levels is when you when you win a race you get a micro machine and you got a big case. I like that a lot. And it puts it in the case and you're cool. collecting all the micro. Yeah. That's a good ad thing yeah. too, right? Um, so I, I know this game was it this game for the Genesis that had they they had a cartridge that had built-in joystick ports for four player. I think it was. Wow, uh, I, I didn't know that. That's yeah. crazy. 
And so if they had the joystick ports built into the cartridge. That's insane. I'm pretty sure it was this one. <laughs> uh, but in terms of the way they play, again, much like it's very similar to Aladdin. That's why I said the guys that picked these games, they must have had an idea because they're both better looking on the console, uh, but they, they both don't sound as well on the console, and they both play about the same. So... Uh, what do we what do we proved? Well, the Amiga can, when given the opportunity, can sort of compete with some of these consoles, especially in the two D realm, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, probably really could do better. I mean, you could have made these games look better, but I mean, something like Mario Machines, it looks like it should. I don't right. think there's any reason to go crazy. Right. You don't want it. Um, as you would imagine, this also reviewed fairly well. Uh, Lemon gives a seven point nine, so pretty much again like the last mm-hmm. game. Amiga Action gave it an 83. Amiga Computing gave it an 80. I think 80 is real low. Uh, I think uh, Amiga Force gave it an 89. Amiga Format, 90. Uh, Amiga Point of View, they're back. <laughs> 93. Amiga Power, 88. And The One gave it an 89. Um, on eBay, I found this, if, if you want just the disc, nine bucks. I saw a guy selling the box copy for nine and a quarter, and I saw 18 bucks. These are all in the UK, nothing for us. And then and, and I found one in Austria, of all places, for 23 bucks. Not too bad. Uh, but uh, <laughs> when, we looked, when I looked at what we were coming up with this week, I was like, eh, I don't know. But actually, uh, it was refreshing. And once again, uh, and we've, we've both killed the Amiga on uh, uh, these platform games and, and over the years. We've, we're both guilty of it. But these are two. I mean, this platform game, Aladdin, is a quality platform. Yeah. And uh, and shouldn't be overlooked. And the pantheon of good platformers, there's not a darn thing wrong with it. It plays well and it looks nice. Mm-hmm. And so, and Micro Machines, it's a different sort of racing game. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you're into that sort of uh, that, look, I mean, that, you know, if you want a top-down racing game, I would say play play Supercars first. But if you want one that's got a little bit more charisma, Micro this would, Machines. This is great is for good. little kids. Yeah. Although the Amiga version, that's the one thing you're going to have is that it's it's a more challenging Absolutely. version. Absolutely, there's no doubt about that. All right, Aaron. Um, just a little plug to all of our listeners. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, the, one of the best things that you can do is write us an iTunes review. If you have not yet, you can do it easily from the web or from inside iTunes itself. Uh, that is a thing that really helps boost our popularity. Um, you know, if we can uh, be the first hit on Amiga podcast, uh, that would be that would be huge, especially since there's a lot of like Spanish speaking podcasts also called the Amigos. Uh, so <laughs> we want to never going to let that go. Are you, we we want to be uh, the, the number one hit, I guess, for Amiga computer podcast. Um, last week, Aaron, the Patreon song. We had a lot of winners. We had a lot of winners. Last week's uh, song was California Girls by the Beach Boys. Uh, I like to consider myself to have the same vocal chops as Brian Wilson. Really, all the Beach Boys combined. I sort of channel all really? of them in different ways. Um, and so, I'm not uh, going to say anything about that. <laughs> uh, the, the, our winners were uh, Paul Harrington, Paul Kitching, Paul McCartney, Colin419, Eric, uh, Eric Nelson, and Andrea Hucker. Andrea oh, Hucker again. Huck's, Huck's wife got She's got the eagle ears, man, I'm telling you. Um, this week, if you know this song... Um, <laughs> 
I also want to welcome, we got a new Patreon supporter last week, uh, Tim Drew. Have you ever heard of The Future Was 8-Bit before? I have. Maker of Peripherals? Yeah. Well, he's behind that operation. No he kidding. He runs that show. Oh, yeah. that's awesome, man. He's a, he's a, a C64. We've referenced them in the past. Yeah, he's yeah. a C64 programmer. He developed this device that allows you to run SD cards from a Spectrum. It's Check this oh, thing boy. out, man. Listen to this. I'd like to have that. It is a, it's an adapter that fits into that port in the back. Yeah. It gives you joystick ports and an SD card slot. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Man, we have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, we've got the spec. We've got the spec. Yeah. So, uh, welcome, Tim. Um, if you know this week's Patreon song, you can send me a message at john at amigospodcast.com with your guests, and I will be happy to read all the correct names, answers on the air. So, here we go. Me, 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 me. <laughs> this is the calm before the storm. You know it's coming. <laughs> Tim Drew, Daniel Williams, Robert Edgerton III, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Etter, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nims, Matthew Laramore, Andy Craig, Shonzo, Darren Lomax, Colin 419, Bark Bid, Roland Burke, Andrew Monk, Show the Zombie, John the Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf, Kellan, Alan Kebab, Chicote, Level, Lord John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRocher, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CTZ, The Slow Norris, Tiffison, Sorgard, Mortensen, Edvin Hill, and Hadblindo75, Christopher Essel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Vebke, Brent Dowd, Elaine Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien Retter, and Vintage, Gary Huck, Gersey, Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nat, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Kim Tommy, Humbert, Stad, Daniel Winston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Moore, Pixels at Dawn and Kjolbjorn Barman. Beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you. So, Come inside for some hot cocoa. It's, uh, it's, we're going a little bit higher class this Is that what we are? Fair. Well, fair. You got to elevate, elevate your, uh, your viewing habits to guess that one. Yeah. Yeah. I got nothing to say. Um, next week, Aaron, we're going to, we're going to take a, take a turn back into uh, a genre that I know that you like a lot, the role-playing genre. The first-person role-playing genre. Okay. Eye of the Beholder type deal. Oh, this is a game. A yeah. This is a game called Black Crypt. Oh yes, yes. Black I, Crypt. This is what I've been, I've uh, tantalizingly close to wanting to try out. So that'll be fun. I'm yeah, looking forward to that one. Absolutely. Black Crypt. Yes. And uh, we recorded early this week, but. Um, Next week, we should be back at the normal time. And next week, all going if all goes to plan, we will be joined by two very special guests. Um, we'll be joined by the one and only Ravi Abbott from um, the Retro Hour. He's making the trip to Atlanta. Our favorite DJ. Yep, and uh, he's he'll be joined by Adam. And I'm not even going to say Adam's last name because I always get Adam Bradley, Adam Battersby, and I think there's even one more. That might even be this Adam. Uh, they all run together in my mind. But Adam from Vintage Computer Festival Southeast in the ATL, he'll also be making the trip up to West Virginia. Sweet. And so we're going to have a four-man team on Amigos next week uh, talking about Black Crypt. Should be fun. We're going to do some special stuff. Um, make sure you tune in live. It'll be Friday around 5.30. Uh, Eastern time. I do want to thank those of you who we had a different crowd in the chat room this morning <laughs> since we're recording in the AM. We got uh, Sean Pascan. 
Pascutini. I love it. Yeah. Pascutini. Absolutely. We got the Flack. Flack is、uh, in the chat with us today. Rob O'Hara, Amiga Bong, all the way from South Korea. Zutari82 is here. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us in the YouTube chat. Everybody, you're always welcome. Make sure you hit that bell beside the subscribe、Matthew、button. Matthew Perone. Yeah, Matthew Perone is here.、Uh, Paul Harrington, he's listening at work. They're all coming out of the woodwork. We're, we're bringing down efficiency、yeah. left and right. <laughs> so、uh, make sure you hit that bell that's next to the subscribe button on YouTube to be notified whenever we go on the air. Before we go, we should mention and thank everyone for we have surpassed the 1200 mark on YouTube. Absolutely. That's is, right. Who'd have thunk it? Right. I never would have thought that. <laughs> all right, guys. We will see you all next week for Black Crypt. Which、Bla、one? Blah. Blah. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> <laughs> You're a month late, pal. Who, is, who, who used to say that? Every vampire that? ever. Oh, that guy, huh? All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Until then, adios. adios.